Hello, welcome everybody. It is day 21 of 100 days of podcast. Uh, I'm I'm here. It's Heather, uh, host of the Connect the Dots podcast. Uh, my apologies for this podcast coming out late today. Um, I got uh, I got off a day. I thought yesterday was day 19. Yesterday was day 20. Uh, so <laughs> here we are, uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, getting uh, day twenty one uh, recorded and and out to you. Um, I hope that uh, that you're enjoying the hundred days of podcast so far. These next ten days, we are going to be focusing on um, learnings from ten of the books that I read last year, and there's a a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really excited to kind of go back and review these books too, because some of them I've gone back to several times, especially the one that we've, we're going to talk about today. Um, I've gone back to, a, you know, several times throughout the year. So, but some of them I haven't. And so it's gonna be good to go back and, and dig in and take some of those, you know, kind of learnings out and, and provide them to you. And then they'll live here for however long this podcast lives in the podcasting universe. So let's, um, let's get started. Um, today's book is Interwild by Carlos Whitaker. The tagline for this book is exchange a mild and mundane faith for a life with an uncontainable God. So it's all about, you know, taking just taking the, the faith that you have, right. And really amplifying it, right? Maybe you feel stagnant or you feel weighed down or you don't know, you don't know where to go with your faith. This book was written to help you like push yourself and, and, you know, kind of ignite your faith, right? Getting your faith to that point where it's wild faith. Um, I listened to this book and followed along in my physical book. So I had it on Audible and then I bought a physical copy and I I read them together. I treated this book kind of like a devotional, taking one chapter each morning because at the end of each chapter, there were questions. So I was able to listen, read, and then answer those questions accordingly. Think about it. Next day, come back, move forward. For me, this was the absolute best way to really absorb the information that Carlos was giving and help me helped me break it down because I am absolutely a person that will, I mean, I love to read. So I consume books when I get into them and taking it day by day allowed me to actually not just consume the content, but sit with it and learn from it. So that's, that's my suggestion. Uh, if you ever, uh, if you do get this book, I, I recommend doing the, buy the audible and get the physical copy. I know that's buying two books. I know, I know, but, um, the, uh, it, it's a great way to, to get it to, to me. It's a great way. Anyways, uh, you do you, but, uh, before we jump into the book, let me back up a second. Um, if you don't know who Carlos is, let me tell you, a little bit about Carlos. I started following him on Instagram, I don't know, two, three years ago, maybe. Um, he lives in Nashville with his wife and kids. Uh, his account varies in content that is deep, thought-provoking subjects to things like building events. 
literally, he spent the last week building a fence. <laughs> and I was watching every day, uh, seeing how far he got, seeing what kind of fence he was building, not because I need to build a fence, but it was just fascinating to me. To, to watch him do this and seeing like people come together and help him and, and just, and seeing how happy his dogs are to have this fence. It's, it's the whole thing, but God has given Carlos this gift of joy and storytelling. And so he uses that gift every single day. So it's not just about building the fence. It's about like he tells the story, he invites you into his world, into the struggles that he's had, into the successes that he's had, into all of the things that God has provided and brought him and his family through. He he uses his platform to express those things. Um, and they are they are truly gifts from God. So I encourage you to go check him out on Instagram. Uh his tag his handle is at los wit he also has a podcast called human hope he calls himself a hope dealer which i think is fantastic because that's what he does he deals hope um all of this is linked in the show notes but let's uh for time's sake let's get back to the book because i do want to try to stay within my 15 minutes today um interwild so this has three parts interrest interwar interwild um, I'm going to give you my, my top three things, right? I picked, up the, I picked up the book today, getting ready to prepare for this podcast. And I was like, look, there are three post-it notes, three sections of this book that were so important to me when I went through it that I noted it with a post-it note, not just highlights or words in the margin, post-it notes. So uh, I'm going to go through these three things with you today. So the first one. In this book, he talks about praying the promises of God. He reminds us that Jesus never prayed the problem. He always prayed the promise. And that, I think that was the point. I was actually listening to the book and he was talking about praying the promise. And I, it was becoming difficult for me to kind of like follow along in the audible way and, and really grasp this. And I think that's when I bought the book. Um, because this was something for me that, I mean, I remember Googling it, like, how do you pray the promises of God? <laughs> because I was just like, I don't understand. What is he talking about? What does this mean? And so in in this book, in this first section of Interrest, there is a chapter called Pray the Promise. And there's a particular section in this chapter where he goes, he lists out some verses um, in that are about finances. I've not always been the best with money. I sometimes struggle to stay in line with my budget, but I thank God for providing for me and my family. God has always been there. He's always provided. And, you know, I think it's, I'm, I'm so grateful that he has. And, but there are times where I'm nervous for something, or maybe somebody in my family's nervous about their finances or, you know, something's you know, going on. And so I highlighted these verses because I think that it's important, right? This is praying the promises. These are the promises that we can pray to help us in, you know, around this, around this subject of finances. So I'm going to read the verses um, for you that he highlights. And if you're in need of help for, uh, for with your finances, I pray these verses over you today. 
I will list them in the show notes so you can pick them up late, you know, and read them yourself and pray these promises. But I ask as I read these verses, Lord, I ask if there's somebody that needs these today. May these verses bless them as I review them now. So the first one, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed me from poverty. Christ has redeemed me from spiritual death. This is uh, Galatians 3.13, Deuteronomy uh, 28.1-14. In exchange for poverty, he has given me wealth. Instead of sickness, he has given me health. For, and for death, he has given me eternal life. I'm going to read that one again. In exchange for poverty, he has given me wealth. Instead of sickness, he has given me health. And for death, he has given me eternal life. That's uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, Isaiah 53, verses 5 and 6, and John 10, 10. It is true unto me according to the word of God. Psalms 119, 25. I delight myself in the Lord, and he gives me the desires of my heart. Psalm 37, 4. I have given, and it is given to me in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Luke six thirty-eight. With the measure I use, it is measured back to me. I sow bountifully, therefore I reap bountifully. I give cheerfully. And my God has made all grace abound toward me. I have all sufficiency in all, in all things in abundance for every good work. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 12. There is no lack for my God supplies all my needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read that one again too. There is no lack for my God supplies all my needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 The Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. Jesus was made poor that I, through his poverty, may have abundance. He came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Psalm 23, 1, 1 and 2, 2 Corinthians Verses, or chapter 8, verse 9, John 10, 10. And then this last one. The Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of me. His servant and Abraham's blessings are mine. Psalm 35, 27, Galatians 3, 14. These verses paraphrased uh, promises that, that God has given us. If you're struggling with finances, um, if you've, or if you're struggling with health, some of these verses can go for both. But I, I pray that, that these spoke to you. Looking at the time, I'm going to go over 15 minutes today. My apologies. But there's a lot of good stuff here. And um, and I want to make sure it gets out today. So, 
The next post-it note I have is from the interwar section. Um, and it's in the roadblocks chapter. I noted the prayer that is about forgiveness of others. And so often we hold on to things that we need to let go of. In my life, I harbored anger and resentment toward a group of ladies at a church I went to. All of this was because after church, we'd be standing there as a group, talking, laughing, and one of the ladies would look at another one and say, hey, do y'all want to go to lunch? And th- yeah, yeah, yeah. But they wouldn't turn and invite me. I was young, was a young, newish bride, and I was pretty insecure, and it, it made me feel out, left out. It brought back a lot of those high school, middle school feelings. Um, and those feelings quickly turned to ones of anger, of jealousy. You know, these were things that those ladies didn't, I don't believe they, you know, I don't believe they did it intentionally. I don't believe that they were trying to leave me out, anything like that. These are things, they didn't even know that this was giving me these feelings. I just, I just wanted to be seen as one of the group, as one of the ladies that, you know, of the church, one of the, one of the women of, you know, not just a, I'd, you know, kind of grown up in this church, right? I'd been there, you know, throughout the couple end, you know, the last couple years of high school. So, you know, I was still kind of seen as like youth, but I was, I was married and, you know, so I, I fell into the, the women's group now. And so I just, I just wanted to be seen as one of them. And I really wish I had this prayer back then. And maybe in your life, you've been hurt by a friend or family member, maybe a coworker or a boss. And part of finding peace is in forgiving those who have hurt us, whether they know they hurt us or not. So I'm going to read this prayer next. And if you need to offer forgiveness to someone, I ask that you repeat it with me. Father, it's obvious in scripture that I must forgive in order to be in the family of God. You ultimately desire the freedom and healing that forgiveness brings to land on me. I choose to forgive everyone who has hurt me. I choose to forgive and I release them. I release any judgment and punishment I have been anticipating in my heart. And I submit these individuals and my unforgiveness to you. Holy Spirit, thank you for allowing forgiveness to invade my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Reading that that prayer it it's such a it, it's always such a reminder for me, right, that God ultimately desires the freedom and healing that forgiveness can bring. 
right? He, he wants that healing to come to you. So I, I encourage you it, to go back, say the prayer with me again if, if, if you need it. The third and final post-it note I have in the book is just one chapter over. And the next chapter is called Me, Me, Me. Me, me, me. Uh, This post-it note marks the prayer of self-forgiveness. The guilt I felt about the feelings of anger and jealousy towards that group of ladies ate at me for years. And honestly, sometimes the devil tries to bring it back up. He does. But I have to forgive myself. I know that that I am forgiven for my sins because Jesus died for me, but I have to forgive myself too. So the next prayer is one that you can say if you need to forgive yourself. Here we go. Father, because you have forgiven me, I choose to forgive myself and To release myself from all judgments, accusations, hatred, slander, mistakes, stupidity, and the falling short of the mark. I choose to accept myself as I am because you chose me as I am. I choose to love myself again as you love me. I even expect to like myself again. Holy Spirit, I ask you to work your sanctification in me. Change me into the image of Christ I know I can become. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Mm. I don't. I don't know about you, but I, that's. I could read that every day. <laughs> every day. Because. I. I judge myself so much every day. The yeah, this is this is why this book has stayed. Um, it stayed out all year. <laughs> I, I I kind of move it to wherever I'm. I'm like sitting down in the mornings and stuff, so I can I can pick it up when when I need it. Thank you for coming along with this journey with me today. I I know that. This really just touched the surface of this book, and I, I, I recommend this book to you if, you, if you're looking to, to build your relationship, a uh, deeper relationship with God, and I, I just encourage you to get it. Again, it's Inner Wild by Carlos Whitaker, and, and I hope that, that you got something out of my takeaways today, and if there is something that I can, that I can pray for you for if I can help you um, find a prayer, please let me know. I would love to. 
I would love to pray for you. I'd love to pray with you. But that is going to, it's going to bring us to the end of today's podcast. So remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and there are great things ahead for you if you trust and believe in the Lord. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.